0: Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast, your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about all topics in the world of lingerie, hosiery, and much more. Enjoy today's episode.
1: Hello and welcome to Laundry Lowdown, the podcast. I'm Sophia Smith and I'm very excited to bring to you the first in a brand new series presented all by myself, yours truly. Now, when I was asked to do this podcast, I needed to come up with a name and I found that the hardest part of all you would think it would be much harder to come up with interesting topics and discussions and highlights and lots of things like that, that kind of filling a podcast would be much harder, but in uh, hindsight, the title was the hardest. And uh, I quite liked the idea of calling my podcast series TBC. As in to be confirmed, because this is a podcast series which is going to have probably no consistency to the topics and the discussions, and if anyone features, it's going to be different every single time. And I thought, why does it even need a title? I liked the irony of to be confirmed. So, welcome to Sophia Smith to be confirmed. Now, As I'm going to be bringing you a podcast series, I thought, what better way to start than for you to find out more about me? So, we must go back to the beginning. I was born on the 14th of December, 1985, and I know exactly what you're thinking. If you are a member of the OR website, you're thinking, my goodness, you don't look a day over 21. (laughs) Well, that's thanks to the insane amounts of water that I drink every single day. Um, And also my parents, look, have good genes. They have good skin, you know, very uh, dewy and glowy skin. So I have my parents' DNA to thank for that. So I am a Sagittarius and I do actually uh, believe in horoscopes and spirituality. Um, So I believe I am a classic Sagittarian. Um, I was born in Leeds. And my parents were never married, but um, they were together until I was around two years old. And then uh, I was brought up by my dad and only my dad for a number of years until he uh, married my stepmom. My stepmom is wonderful. I don't give her the title of stepmom, but just for clarity of mum and stepmom, of a kind of differentiating, sorry. Um, and yeah, my stepmom is wonderful, really, really amazing person. Have a very good relationship with her. And along came my brother, who is also super and awesome. And when people ask you if you have any brothers or sisters and what it was like growing up with them, um, I know that lots of people, in fact, probably everyone that I speak to who has a brother or a sister, they have so many stories to tell about how they used to fight and bicker and argue with their sibling all the time. I can't hand on my heart say that. I never, I, I never really experienced that with my brother. Um, we were very nice to each other, which I believe is rare in families. Um, so, yeah. I can only remember one time that we actually fell out and I remember he tried to pull my hair out (laughs) and I was sat with a bag of frozen peas on the back of my head, soothing the swelling and the pain. Anyway, I digress. That's my only story about um, having a sibling. So uh, yeah, my brother was born when I was around seven and a half and... I think I found that a good age for it to happen, because I had already formed this new relationship with my stepmom, And he wasn't, I wasn't so old that I found him annoying, and I wasn't so young that I didn't really understand. So I think he kind of came up bundling along at the right time. I still have a really, really good relationship with my brother. I feel quite lucky, despite the fact that um, my mum wasn't around when I was growing up. I seem, you know, I enjoyed family life. I enjoyed growing up. I, uh, When I was very little, before my brother actually came along, I, um, I did a little bit of ballet, which I think is very common. It's very common in the UK for um, little girls to partake in ballet and tap. I didn't really stick it out though. It wasn't for me. I remember quite a lot of, uh, no, that's not true actually. I remember some of it, but um, I didn't stick it out. It wasn't for me. I needed to be a bit more active and I needed it to be less strict. And so eventually I moved on to um, dancing in, how would we call it? I suppose, disc, not really disco in the 70, kind of 70s sense. Um, I don't really know what to call free Freestyle. I suppose freestyle is the more common phrase. I moved on to freestyle and that was where my heart was at for a very long time. And when I was doing freestyle dancing, I also started rock and roll and I am a British champion rock and roll dancer. Um, sadly, I don't retain much knowledge from that era of my life of all the dancing but maybe it's because I did so much so many different styles it's kind of all consuming in my head but I also did contemporary I also did line dancing I also oh when I did my GCSEs I specialized um in Indian dancing which was difficult but I really enjoyed that I loved it a lot because it's quite robotic it's very frantic but quite robotic um so I really loved that what other kinds did I do I did actually do a little bit of ballroom and sequence and some latin but that came quite a bit later on um so I had a, a lovely upbringing to be honest feel yeah I don't have any qualms or issues or any negativity about my upbringing didn't really get to travel much when I was young and I think that that's perhaps what gave me the bug for traveling as I became an adult. Um, When I was 18 I went to Florida with my dad and my brother Um, and in the months previous to that there'd been a um, death in the family which meant I was very lucky to inherit some money. And I decided I was going to, I was going to travel. I was going to live my best travel life. So um, I ended up going to the island of Kos in Greece. And I went to a very small town there called Cardamina. Or some people pronounce it Cardamina. I don't actually know which is the right one, but I know it is as Cardamina. So that's how I will continue to say it. And the plan was, I was going to go there for most of the summer, party for the first week or two, and then get a job there. And the money was awful, but it w- the cost of living in Greece is so low that it didn't matter. So you were lucky to get 30 euros a day, but it was enough to live. Um, but as I'd inherited some money, I uh, did not end up getting a summer job. I just lived my best life being an 18 year old, swanning around the island of Kos, um, frankly, spunking away money like there was no tomorrow, um, and all of a sudden it ran out and I had to come home. Um, wasn't, we had internet banking when I was 18, but it was not easily accessible and we were definitely still on dial-up in Greece, so, um, yeah, it ran out and I had to go home. Now, not a sad tale (laughs) that you might think, but, uh, that was the first trip that I ever took, which was not a school trip, not with a supervising adult, not with family or anything like that. It was kind of the first time that I'd really ventured out into the world to do something exciting and amazing. And I remember on, it was quite late on in the trip, whilst I was, I say trip, I felt, I feel like I lived there for the summer. It was quite late on in my stay that... I remember myself and my friends were talking to a lady who was on holiday, and we'd seen her around because Cardammon is quite small, so it was very easy to see someone one day and you would definitely see them the next and I remember she was really nice, she was really lovely, she was so nice. We would talk to her all the time, and on her last night, she came and sat with us for some drinks. It was quite a relaxed it wasn't like a party atmosphere It was quite relaxed, and she said what what do you all want to do for jobs? Like, what do you, you know, when you, what do you want your job to be? And my friends went through that what they wanted their jobs to be. And I said, I wanted to be a model. And she laughed and everyone else followed. And I was, I was a bit upset because I thought, why can't I be? Because at that point I'd already done some acting, I'd already done some modelling, my very first modelling job was for mother care when I was um, very little, six weeks old, and of course there's no skill to it at that point other than just go to sleep, but why, why was this so funny? Why is this a dream? Why could I not do that? And I remember looking at my friends kind of giggling as well, as if I was some fool with a ridiculous dream, and I remember thinking huh I'll show you <laughs> I'll show you so far as to say they're not in my life anymore because that's not the kind of friends you need in your circle
0: enjoying the conversations today well we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from around the globe introduce you to more than 460 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 5,000 reviews online right now, and you can join us from only 7 dollars a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. So, use the promo code PODCAST when buying a 3, 6 or 12 month membership and we'll give you an extra 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it each time you renew your membership. Please note this is not applicable to the monthly membership. So after listening to the rest of this podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast.
1: So I came back and I came back at the end of August, I think. And by October, I had my first modeling shoot paid because there's a bit of a trend now it was very different when I started glamour modelling but there's a trend now where you will do you will exchange your time for free in exchange for photographs to build your portfolio and whilst that's definitely still worth doing I would say that um maybe not so much now especially with how good phones are at taking photos. Definitely did not have a phone camera back then. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I had my first shoot within a number of weeks, and I was very nervous, and I still lived at home. Now, my dad was a model and an actor, and he's of the generation where you would, you'd get all of your work through agencies and casting directors and and, and photographers and this kind of thing and you definitely needed a hard-backed portfolio even by, even in the world of the internet you still needed a hardbacked backed portfolio um, but I had made a profile on a modelling website and I'd uploaded some very casual holiday photos and as far as I was concerned that was my portfolio really frowned upon it just would not slide now but back then I just seemed to get away with it and um I was hired for my first job but because I was still living with my dad I had to <laughs> I had to get the train to this photo shoot in Warrington and I had to kind of like base it despite being an adult um my dad was quite strict still I had to some kind of explain a really long drawn out fabricated story about why I was getting up so early and why I was going to be back later on and my dad always had a sixth sense for these things he just seemed to kind of know stuff he just knew when things were going on and I don't know if he knew that I was doing a photo shoot but I I was so worried about him finding out because he would just in his eyes the internet was not the place for for models to find jobs at all, it, you just didn't. I think even now, 17 years later, he still probably can't get his head around it. Um, anyway, I remember going to the shoot and I was so nervous and from the neck down, my body did exactly what it needed to do. I had the, I was like, I had the poses, like I was really tanned still from my trip so I felt good um, and I felt really empowered. But I remember being on the shoot and the photographer being like, you, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, you, you need to smile. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> not really realising that I wasn't. And um, I remember doing the shoot, having an amazing time. Felt safe, secure, not worried in the slightest. Got the train back and I had this money and... When I was 18, that was a lo- it was a lot of money that I'd made for a four-hour shoot, or it might have been five, I can't remember, um, plus the cost of the train ticket. And my first shoot was on a website called British Hot Girls, which was quite seedy and explicit. My shoot was not, my shoot was to topless levels, but um, it was quite a seedy website, but I, it, I had a great time. And I remember thinking this is the beginning, this is the beginning of, of something and from that shoot I then got another paid shoot and another and another and very very quickly I got my foot in the door of paid modelling work within the glamour industry and I think now it would be an almost impossible task for me to be able to do that because when I started modelling, despite the fact that I found my work from the internet, it was still very much a time when agencies did still exist and they did still need to exist because high profile companies were definitely still using agencies. Almost to be the workhorse in a way, to do all of the work for them. It's much more personal now. Like a company will definitely uh, email you now and say, will you come shoot for us? And you can just say, yeah. There's not really a need for agencies anymore. And also when I started, um, I would say that in the first year of modelling, my shoots were very much 50% digital and 50% film, um, which was... Amazing to kind of start my career at the time when digital photography was having its boom, when it evolved. And because the internet also at the same time was evolving, it, it seems to be like everything was kind of evolving at the same time. Because the internet was also evolving at the same time, it was very easy for me to source my own work, but also register with a lot of agencies, because I did a lot of promo stuff as well, and a lot of PR girl stuff, I was able to fill my calendar, and I, I could work as much as I wanted. Now, I have, ne- that desire to fill my calendar has never, ever left me. It's never left me. I've been very poorly recently, and even um, awaiting <laughs> emergency surgery in hospital. I was doing my best on the, ho- on the hotel, goodness me, on the hospital Wi-Fi. I was doing my best to try and work. Um, <laughs> it's just part of who I am. And I, when I look back, I do think about that conversation with the lady in Greece who laughed at me and I think, you I actually have so much to thank you for because you were a bit of an arse. But without you having laughed at me, I probably wouldn't be here. And it's not a case of me just doing this job to prove a point or because I'm salty or bitter, but I wonder how spurred on I would have been had she not snorted or guffawed at my desire to be a model. Anyway, in the early days of modelling, when I was around 18, 19 years old, I very quickly found a desire to want to move into acting and it worked really well for me because I didn't have enough confidence, which you might find hard to believe, I didn't have enough confidence to be an actress because that was that was an, a, a whole other level but the modelling came very very easy to me, I had the confidence for that and I thought well as I learn more about the industry, because there's multiple crossovers within performance, as I learn more, I can gradually make the move. But then what happened was, because the work was so easy to come by, my desire for acting, I wouldn't say that it slit, but it just became less of a priority because I'm quite stoic. I think it's really important to just crack on and work um on to just get on with stuff and that that's also never left me and so a combination of all of those things kind of meant mm, maybe the acting's actually not that important and it's not like i gave up on a hobby or a dream or a desire because i'm super happy with the career that i've managed to create but I have to say, when I have had television work or acting work in the past few years, I was very lucky to be cast in Game of Thrones. I was also cast in Pennyworth, which hasn't been out yet. Um, I was also in Diamond Geezer with um, David Jason. What else have I, I, have I been in? Um, Hollyoaks in the City. I've also been in... Oh gosh, what's that? Oh, do you know what? My memory for my own work is shocking. The Luck of Love. I did The Luck of Love with Steve Coogan. Um, what was that? Oh, Brave New World. How can I forget my biggest job yet? <laughs> How bad's that? I was also very lucky to um, be cast alongside Eldon Ehrenreich, um in Brave New World, which was my biggest job. I was hired and I got on set and I had to read for the director immediately and she was like read it like this and I was like okay and so I did what she said and she was like great you can do it and I was like okay <laughs> I was like okay no worries I was like surrounded by A-listers. My driver on set became was uh previously Demi, Demi Moore is in the TV show too and my dr- when she left her driver became my driver. It was insane. Uh, Mind-blowing. So I feel very, very lucky that uh, despite the fact that I made an early career choice to perhaps let the acting and TV stuff just remain a bit of a dream, that later in my life, in my 30s, I actually managed to accomplish lots of amazing TV roles and working for incredible directors and like my I worked for Michael Winterbottom and so I feel really lucky but there is all of you that listen to me waffle on and I can't thank you enough for kind of creating that allowing that to happen because without people listening or watching or you know buying into the idea of Sophia Smith I wouldn't be here so thank you. So, I hope that that tells you lots about who I am, why I am like I am, why I am who I am, and hopefully the next 11 episodes of Sophia Smith to be confirmed will be fabulous and interesting and exciting and full of wonder and magic. And so, I'll be back in a month, maybe. I don't actually know what the schedule is. As professional as I am, I don't know when the next one's being released. Ah, never mind thank you so much for listening I am Sophia Smith to be confirmed and this is Lingerie Lowdown the podcast
0: thanks for joining us on Lingerie Lowdown the podcast don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy so if you love lingerie as much as we do make sure to catch us same time same place next week Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get an extra 10% off a three, six or 12 month membership today.